Hey, I'm Dina. I'm Nikki. And we're your hosts for CBD Madcast. CBD Madcast is devoted to the legalization of cannabis and its impact in your community. Visit us at CannabisBeyondDope.com. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm even most excited for this interview. All the others have been great, but you know I'm such a dog person. Yes, and this is our first canine podcast for our canine session for Cannabis Beyond Dope. So we are very excited. We know that dogs benefit tremendously from CBD, and and we see that. But we're actually talking to a security company, Priority One Canine. Here at Canacon. Canacon. Yep, and thank you Healthy Roots Hemp for sponsoring us to be here. Appreciate that. Healthy Roots Hemp Products so is our sponsor that brought us here to Canacon. So thank you, thank you. We are so excited to be talking to Wade. And Max. And Max is here. <laughs> and we won't tattle on the fact that we did get to actually put in a pet and get a little bit of sugs back. Wait, I just tattled. Okay. So we're going to say hi to you and please tell us who you are, what you do, and why do you do it? Sure. Yeah. My name is Wade Morell. I'm the owner of Priority One Canine. We are a full service bodyguard canine company. We train and sell fully trained bodyguard canines all over the world for family, estate, home protection, travel protection, uh, business security, and things like that. Excellent. Yeah. And what brings you to Canacon? Because this, I would think, would be an interesting place for you to come with your service. Yeah, it has been really interesting, and that's a great question. Actually, we're very fortunate. We have dogs all over the world. In the last couple years, I would say the last year, a lot of people in the cannabis industry have been reaching out to us and asking us if we could supply services to them. And I didn't know a lot about the cannabis industry, so I wanted to come and learn about it and meet the people and just see what it was more about and actually, you know, understand some of the terminology and see if our company could be of service to the cannabis industry and the people that are producing and growing it, things like that. I've learned over the last couple of days that, yeah, we, we definitely can. So that's how we ended up being here is by people reaching out to me. So yeah. I was more of doing some research for myself to come up here and learn about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I was going to ask you, now we have got ourselves a particular style of dog here. Yes, ma'am. Max yep. is a? Max is a five-year-old Dutch Shepherd imported from Holland, and he is a fully trained bodyguard canine. So what that means is Max is capable of a lot of different protection scenarios. He travels with us everywhere, but he is a trained security dog, so he's our trained bodyguard. Does he get to fly up with you, or do you have to put him below? No, he can fly up with us if we want, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's not much space in, a, in the planes for the dogs, and Max is 85 pounds. So if you can imagine, I would, you know, I don't like to keep him at my feet on those flights. I like to put him down, down in cargo. He gets to fly in a big, extra-large crate where he can stand up, turn around, sit down, things like that. It's much more comfortable for him down there, so I like is to it? do that. And he doesn't get too cold? It's not too loud? It's a decent environment for him? No, it's a great environment. We usually utilize Delta, and Delta has the pet-safe cargoes underneath the plane. They okay. fly dogs every day. It's, it's a great environment for the dogs. They do a okay. good job. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good because it's hard to know. Yeah, and that's no. good to know. Yeah, my dog has severe anxiety in the car. I am interested in taking cross-country trips at some point soon, and I probably want to fly her out. And so my, that was my my curiosity because she hates the car, but at least the and she'd probably dislike the flight, but at least it'd be yeah. done. And I so thank you for yeah. letting me know yeah, that no, Delta does uh, something special for pets specifically appreciate that yeah Yeah. I actually went with a friend who took their dogs we each took a service dog on the plane and went back to New York with them and it was difficult you have to sit in the bulkhead but
but you also have to get your dog used to it. And I would like to take Breezy to try, but I'd like to take her on a plane that doesn't go anywhere yet. And I'd like mm -hmm. to maybe hear the engines Check roar. And because being seven, she's not going to have the same ability sure. to acclimate as if she was eight to nine, eight weeks to nine months. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it does cause a lot of stress on the dogs. And honestly, it's a little bit easier for them underneath. They can go to sleep. They can relax. There's nobody messing yes. with them. You know, so it's a, it's yeah. a little bit better environment. So to answer the question, sense, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and honestly, it's an easier flight for me. I don't have to worry about if he's okay. Yeah. Things like that. So everybody can kind of relax. And all the other folks on the plane, too. They're a service animal to bring on or a ferret. I saw a peacock recently, right? <laughs> yeah, so that's that was, it. That, that was, was the one. Right? The peacock, yeah. yeah, yeah not peacock. the ostrich, but the peacock. Yeah. yeah, I suppose an ostrich would be really out of line. Quite large on the plane. So how long do you train the dogs for? About what age do you get them at? And tell us, are there any other breeds that you like? Yeah, so we, I'll answer your first question. The dogs really start when they're puppies. So a protection dog, a dog like this, we need to start enhancing those drives and encouraging those those dogs at a very, very young age to be the dog that they're going to be when they're two and three as an adult dog. So the dogs actually start around six weeks training. We have all of our dogs are imported from, from Europe, and we really like to get the dogs around 15 to 18 months. So that way I know what kind of dog it's going to be. It's mature enough to I know it's going to be healthy, what kind of temperament it has, so I can start kind of getting an idea of where that dog's gonna be placed and what kind of family. From there, the dogs fly over here to the United States. Every dog that Priority One Canine sells is trained in our own home with my family, around my kids, my other dogs, and yes, I do have a small Morky that is my daughter's dogs that all the big protection dogs get trained around. So they're subjected to- I think the Morky would probably run the show. 100%. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so all the dogs are subjected to the family lifestyle before they ever end up in, a, in somebody else's home. Now, you have some pretty severe behaviors that your dog's able to do to protect you. How do you encourage those by keeping them also, and not to give away your trade secret, sure, yeah, no. but how do you encourage them to be able to put up such a fight, but also know when not to put up that fight? Is that, and is that the biggest part of the training you have to do? Yeah, it's the biggest part of the training, and I think that's what separates some trainers from other ones. Are they capable of doing that? Dog selection plays a huge role in being able to do this properly. So you have to have the right dog, one, right? That the right temperament for the dog is one of the most key things. The dog has to be a sound dog, not only in health, but in, in the mental capacity of that dog. Then two, you need to be able to have the right trainers, the right mm -hmm. system, the right balance of training mm -hmm. to create one of these dogs and have it not be a dangerous dog. I always tell people, if you look at a scale, you want that dog to be on both sides of the scale. You want it to be a balanced dog. So if you push too far in aggression, that unbalances the scale and the dog becomes too aggressive. If you don't push far enough, then it's not aggressive enough, which mm -hmm. can be the case too. So you have to really know what you're doing to make sure the dog is balanced and safe to be able to be placed with a family and that takes about you know for us about 20 years to figure out how to do that right but you don't hold on to the dog for 20 years because they would not be alive no, so course, technically right. the, yeah, the, right. the training uh, time frame that you would hold uh, that somebody would be waiting for their dog um, if we have dogs always in, in training so okay. if someone was to call us today and want a dog it could be as fast as if 30 days uh, up to probably about 120 days. Okay, yeah. and how many do you have on hand at one time? Um, it depends. Right oh, okay. now, we're currently training six dogs. Four of them are sold. Two of them are probably going to be sold here within the next couple of days. Maybe one to a cannabis yeah. individual. Okay. Yeah, we've had a lot. Of, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. I'm looking forward to doing the first one because that way I learn more and I'll be able to learn more about how to service the industry better. Every time you do one, you learn more. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm interested and I'm excited to get the first one out there. That's awesome. One of the things we chatted about just a little bit off mic was... We own a, a secondary business called Buckeye Canine, a dog obedience behavioral training company. We are the certifying agency, our state, that we're actually producing service dogs. So one of the neat things is we've hooked up with a lot of the local shelters and we have a relationship with them where we get the dogs almost at no cost and we, I think we supplied 45 
service dogs last year and the majority of those were rescues. So we are rescuing a ton of dogs, wow. turning them into, you, you name it, from epilepsy dogs to diabetic seizure dogs to you know, dogs that pit, retrieve items for people in wheelchairs, you name it, we're, we're, we're training those dogs. And you had one food allergy dog. Yeah, we actually had a, a peanut dog. Yeah, so we did, uh, taught the dog to detect peanuts and last year we were one of the first companies ever, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department back home in Ohio, they started a canine unit where it was just a therapy dog. So they have a deputy sheriff that has a therapy dog that goes to certain different, any kind of run that the, a dog might be needed to calm someone down and provide that kind of service. And it actually went through us to get all the training. Wow. And that caught a lot of traction and kind of went viral. I guess yeah. you would say we did some national media attention and now we have sheriff's departments from around the country coming to us wanting the same service. Yep. Oh good, that's great because yeah. now you are a community first, help the community sure. versus going in and yeah. just trying to police it. Yeah, That's wonderful. One kind of an interesting one, too, is we're going to be doing a therapy, actually kind of a, an emotional support dog for a local funeral home, that they're going to be able to have the dog at the funeral That's home beautiful. and help families there in the time of need and things like that. So we're pretty excited about that one as well. Yeah, I, I bet you are. Now, real quick, what would be the types of temperament that you would want to find in a dog, and would somebody be able to have you train a dog that they have? If we're talking about protection dogs, we supply the dog ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's going to select the right dog just because that's what I do. Most people don't have the right training to select a protection dog for themselves. So we don't train any outside dogs for protection. It has to be one of our own. For therapy dogs, of course, if you have a dog that passes our selection testing and has the right temperament for it, we actually do that quite a bit. A lot of people say, hey, we, we purchased this puppy. Can you make it into a service dog? And we go, as long as it passes the right testing, of right. course. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. Have you ever done it with older dogs? Do people ship dogs to you? Do they come to you? Do you go to them? People ship dogs to us from all over the world to get their oh. dogs trained. Somebody drove from North Carolina to Columbus, Ohio to drop their dog off to have my wife Lori train it for our service dog. Yeah, so that happens quite a bit. Will you travel? Yeah, we'll travel. You'll go and train somebody's dog in their area, or um, not so much because it just takes so long. We don't yeah. want to be away from okay. home. Okay, for you know, sure. So, okay. yeah, well, yeah. If you want to ship your dog to us, yeah, we'll absolutely train. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What you do is so interesting, and you do work with different types of agencies and things. What really got you started in doing this in the beginning, and how have you really been able to make your traction? Obviously, the dog's behavior is your success rate. Sure. So that's your story, and the fact that they have this proper balance. But yeah. what made you get started? I'm a former United States Marine, and I've been a police officer now. In the state of Ohio for over 20 years so I've been around working dogs for oh geez I don't want to tell my age but a long time now you, you had a canine unit or a lot of training okay. yes back okay. with them I've also been one of the most used contractors for the United States government where I go and train all of our special forces groups around the world on canine apprehension and tactics high and SWAT teams around the world also contract through me and I I've been training them for a long time I've, I, I spent um, a lot of time down in Brazil with the Brazilians before the World Cup and before the Olympics getting their canine units ready I've been to Colombia multiple times getting the military ready yeah. subject matter expert in, that, okay. in those fields so military elite military and police units around the world have been hiring me for a long long time and I, I've been training them for a long time do you know about the new movie coming out the rescue dog movie on IMAX where they have those dogs that come in the helicopters and do all the rescue type stuff no, I haven't seen that one yet. oh I just saw the advertisement I get oh, all goosebumpy I want to see that I yeah, think you would really cool. appreciate yeah, that because you may have one of your dogs in there no, no, you no, never no, know right? yeah. yeah and we say we met you yeah that'd be cool <laughs> if you could tell anybody about what you do and why somebody might want to go in this direction besides just getting a dog or the importance of or what values what would you like to share you know what it's one of those things where I being a police officer for so long I saw so many people be victims of crime I was always responding after the fact whether they had cameras, whether they had an alarm system, whatever it may be, something happens to you, you call the police, I would show up and I would see these people be victimized after. And I 
having my canine background as well, I started thinking, you know what, all these special forces dogs around the world that I've been training, I bet I can train and find the right temperament dogs to put those dogs into homes and stop that from happening and be proactive rather than reactive. And we did, and we did our first one, and we were able to help people. I remember one of my first stories of one of the first dogs that I ever sold, and we, we, we trained and sold. A woman had lost her husband, and she was lost, right? And she didn't, she said, my husband is the one that protected us. I don't know how to handle guns or anything like that. So she bought a dog from us, we trained it for her. We dropped it off on a Thursday, did our first day of training. On Saturday morning, around five o'clock in the morning, she called us hysterical. And I thought something had happened to the dog or what happened, you know. And she said that somebody had tried to break into her home that night and the dog stopped them at the door. And I thought, okay, this is what I was supposed to do. So from there on, we continued the process and started training a dog more and more. And it started catching on. And a few years ago, we were lucky enough to be featured on a national TV show. After that, I was able to leave full-time police work and just do this full-time. Awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, congrats. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah, we're thank glad you. to have you at Canacon because I think that security in the cannabis industry is a is a big issue sure. and finding the right kind of temperament just in a person that's good for a cannabis industry security is really difficult so I, yeah and i would like to touch on that too you know there's a lot of people out there that offer security services right and maybe even in the canine industry really do your research yeah. really make sure you spend your time researching on who the company is do that what are the references how long have they been doing it what kind of training goes into the dog so that means a lot these dogs can be if they're not trained properly, not delivered properly, and they don't have the right temperament, they can be dangerous. So just really, really do your research. Anybody ever ever has questions, even if they don't buy a dog from us, I'm always willing to answer questions on that too. So Yeah, I can appreciate that. You're absolutely right. A dog is a very powerful creature. It has feelings. It's like a little child, but it's also still very powerful. So there's a variety of important aspects to keep in mind with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for thank you for me. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's such a pleasure. We're so excited for what you do and to have Max here. And my thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Follow Cannabis Beyond Dope on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and click the like button. Check out more podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Contact us or check out all of our content at cannabisbeyonddope.com.